friends. Welcome to Scene Podcast. I'm your host, Chastin Harmon, here with tools to navigate business as an Indigenous girl in a modern world. Here we talk of all things solopreneurship and monetizing on your terms in ways that are sustainable and make you shudder with pleasure. This is a creative playground, an audacious dreaming container, a space where we garden our dreams together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, friends. Today, I want to talk about self-sabotage, also known as colonialism. (laughs) Let me say more. The internalized piece of the oppression is the part of it where we actually blame ourselves, where we own it as a piece of ourselves, as opposed to recognizing it for what it is, which is a foreign invader. If it's something that we own, then we feel like we have to reckon with it, that we have to integrate it because it's a part of us and it's who we are. If it's a foreign invader, if it's like a um, bacteria, you're like, oh, give me the Z-pack. Where's the Z? I'm about to get this thing out of me. And I think that it's important to name self-sabotage, judgment, criticism, insecurities, imposter. People call it so many different things, all the different voices inside. What it really is, is the colonizer voice. It's really the programming that the colonizer, the way the colonizer has programmed your brain so that you truly believe that you are safe or small, that you're better small, that you shouldn't put yourself into the world. And so that internalized inner dialogue, inner narrative, inner belief system is what keeps you self-sabotaging. It's what keeps you in freeze mode from moving forward. Um, so I break down a bunch of different ways we self-sabotage in this episode. This is brought to you by Content Colonic Challenge. You guys, if you haven't joined us, join us. Click on hashtag Content Colonic Challenge on Instagram and see all the amazing posts people are coming up with. If you want to participate in the challenge, go anywhere you store unshared content, digital, not digital, journals, floppy disk, cassette tapes, videos, voice memos, photos, journal entries, writings, I don't care, and post it. Post it as is, or if you don't want to post it as is, use it as a prompt for new content and post it. Everything you have created up until this point is valuable, valuable. Everything you have created up until this point is valuable. We overproduce, which means we we write down so much shit that we never come back to. And so we never actually tangibilize our ideas, our channels, what's tangible which channeling through. And that's why I love the content colonic. That's why it started as a seven day challenge and then went to a 30 day challenge. And now I'm doing it two months. And now I'm like, I'm doing this at the end of the year in the last quarter, every single year, because I have, so I, I content colonic challenge this entire podcast.
You are sitting on your body of work and it could be making you money in the world, but it's not because you're sitting on it because A, you've forgotten about it. B, you don't think it's good enough to share. You haven't worked up the courage to share it yet. Work up the courage. That should be your active work every day. If you don't feel comfortable sharing it is to work up the courage. Ask yourself why, what is getting in the way? And look at those, really answer those questions with compassion. Always, always pull up that compassion chair. That's who we want to sit with, the loving witness. Don't send the judge. Don't send the critic. Don't send the colonizer. (laughs) You know how they're going to come. So here we go. I'm going to break it down. I hope you enjoy the listen and I'll see you on the other side. Okay, so today we're talking about ways that we self-sabotage. I know, it's such a fun topic. It's my favorite topic. (laughs) I know nothing about self-sabotaging, and I'm sure none of you do either. So let's just jump right into it. Numbing. Not higher self habits. And I want to make sure to differentiate between using things to palate cleanse or to reset versus using things to like distract and zone out. Like, I'll have Gilmore Girls on in the background on repeat while I'm working, but I won't necessarily like go down a rabbit hole where I'm doing nothing but just watching TV and not doing anything else for an extended period of time. I would say that would be like numbing. But it's okay to have devices that reset you as long as they're not harmful to the body. So, um, how to work on changing not higher self habits. I like to give my higher self the full authority, like, my higher self is the only person that has access and the power for my decision-making process. Everyone else can chime in at lower levels, but when it comes to like the final say, final cut, it's gotta go through my higher self. And it's up to you to be super discerning about following that hierarchy. Cause the higher self is there, the higher self sees you, the higher self knows if you're not checking in. And the cost for that is shame. And everything that we know about shame is that it is the source of our suffering. It's the hardest emotion to carry, shame. Other emotions are really challenging to carry, but they're easier to accept. It's really hard for us to accept shame. 
And I think it's because deep down inside, we know that shame is unacceptable. Like we know that we should love ourselves. So we feel shame for feeling the feelings. And this is what I talk about. When we we're actually having a reaction to our feelings about the feelings more than the actual feelings themselves. It's our feelings about the feelings that we're having and about the fact that we're having them. It's not actually the feelings. So if you want to like do yourself a favor and jumpstart your sitting with process, skip all the like peripheral fill peripheral fillings and go right into the nucleus. You want to go into that nuclei feeling. You want to pull up the pet compassion chair. You want to sit down. You want to be like, hey, what's up? What do we need? What can I do? What do you want? Whew, it's not easy. It's really not easy. Um, I have included with this video a couple podcasts that are super helpful in these practices. So take a look at the notes or wherever they end up living in this space room while I'm still figuring it out um, because they're really helpful for how to change small habits if there's things that you want to change things that you want to improve okay so the next one perfectionism 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 this is huge and the next kind of string they all kind of fall together under they're like they all fall together under the umbrella of colonialism but they're all like little babies and then like the baby had a baby they're just like extensions of the family tree of colonialism and when you break down colonialism it's essentially the way you are is strange to us we don't like it don't be like you be like us instead so we can capitalize off of your resources. So that's essentially what colonialism is. And then that births capitalism, that births white supremacy, um, because race was invented to fuel capitalism because they needed labor, so they took the black and brown bodies for labor. Um, and because it became about capitalism, that birthed perfectionism, right? Because perfectionism is like, we have to do it right because we have to maximize every second. We got to maximize, maximize, maximize when really it's completely anti-productive because you need play more than ever to produce, to innovate, to birth new projects. You need rest. You need spaciousness. You need play. Everyone will tell you you need to have like a close, intimate, like failure is your best friend. Failure is your homie. Failure is the favorites in your phone. If someone looked at your phone, if your partner looked at your phone, they'd be like, babe, are you cheating on me with failure? Like that is what it looks like. So perfectionism is... Perfectionism is like saying 
you, a baby should be able to walk as soon as they come out of the womb. It makes no sense. You have to learn. It has to fall down like a hundred times to learn. And then how does it know? Its body muscularly have learned. We've bastardized learning by turning it into a brain process. It's not. And all the time you spend up here thinking you're learning is time not spent learning. This is where we learn from. And this is why I'm always saying dive in, dive right in, be messy, fail, show up, be imperfect. That's why um, Simone Soul has the garbage roast challenge. Like just be imperfect. Your garbage is gold. Your garbage is gold. Um, I'll attach that post to this episode, that podcast to this post too. So perfectionism, throw it out the window, be messy, be rebellious, write yourself a permission slip to say my garbage is gold and I'm going to spread it everywhere. And people can tell you if they don't want it anymore and that's fine. That is fine. Everyone ain't everyone's cup of tea, but you're here to help the people who resonate with you, period. Everyone else no one's concerned. We don't have the attention spans that are that huge. They've moved on to the next shiny thing. They ain't worried about you. And if they are, great. Maybe they'll turn into a client eventually. Or maybe they'll engage with your services eventually. But they're just not at that place now. So perfectionism, like, it don't matter what people think. Like, what matters is what you want to bring into the world and how that helps people and how you guys both engage in a reciprocal exchange in that relationship. Okay, the next one. Internalized colonialism, capitalism, white supremacy, comparison, external validation. So all of these kind of... They're under that same umbrella that I was talking about. And they manifest in the form of external validation. You need someone else to approve what you're doing to feel like it's good. That's death for the creative. Our job is to go fishing into the well of what is in there and bring it out, no questions asked. To honor it, no questions asked with valor, to fight for it, no questions asked, to use our brain to honor it, no questions asked. You don't need to pull anybody for anything. You know. So anytime you're thinking about getting outside approval, stop yourself. I want you to hear a beep, 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 beep. Turn that truck right back around and ask yourself because you know. Trust that. There's nothing better than that for you and your expression and your business because no one can tell you how your body wants to and needs to express. Only you can feel that. Only you can feel that. Your brain doesn't even have to know. All you need to know, all you need to do is give your body permission to express in the way that it wants to. So no more external validation. No more comparison because you're not supposed to be out here doing what someone else is doing. You're supposed to be out here seeing what comes out of you. 
And if you sit down and you look at the course of your life, you can see that up till now, everything that's come out of you has been pretty fucking amazing. So trust that more amazing things are going to come out of you without your interference. That you can't fuck this up. You can't. And if you ever are feeling like a fuck up, just remind yourself that it's not you. It is this Western culture and this world that we live in that does not value creatives, artists, and healers to the degree that they deserve, which is as doctors, as healers. On everyone's darkest days, where do they turn to? Art. Okay? Like, not every doctor can cure cancer. And what then, where do they go? art, spirituality, spirituality, faith, creation. That's the core. So comparison, out the window, uh, professionalism, the way to do things. There is no way to do things. There is no way. Throw it out the window. There's no way to do things. We made this all up. There is no way to do things. You guys, if I could tell you one thing, please just... There's no way. It's the way that you want to. The way to do things is call is colonization. It's professionalism. It's the uh, academy, academia, the educational system. It's basically a way of saying, be like us, be white. That's the way. There is no way. Everyone is here to embody their own unique expression, period. So comparison out the window white supremacy out the window. You don't need to be thin. You don't need to be tall. You don't need to have makeup. You don't need to wear any kind of clothes. You don't need to do your hair in any kind of way. You can show up as you are. You don't have to get dolled up to do your things. Like there is no such thing as professionalism. There is such thing as integrity following through on what you say that you're going to follow through on or communicating when it's beyond you. But professionalism is a different thing. It's violent. It's saying be white. There's no prescription for how you have to show up in your art and your expression of it. And I guarantee you that the only sustainable way to show up is authentically as you. Because if you're not doing that, then you're somersaulting into something every time you have to show up. And that gets exhausting. And that's when people burn out. It's not the amount of things to do. It's the stress around them. I'm going to say that one more time. It's not the amount of things that there are to do. It's the stress that's around them. It's the fact that they're stressful and they're not fun. If they were fun and there wasn't a time limit in which they had to get done, which there's not, you make your own, there's not. You can give yourself as much space and time as you need to have fun. Because if you ain't having fun, y'all, what's the point? Okay. So using other people's roadmaps is also here. It's the same. It's an external validation. Well, what are they doing? What worked for them? Maybe I could do that. Like the shortcut isn't out there. It's in here. When you're figuring out what moves to make in your business, there's no part of you that should be mulling it over in your mind. You need to be dropping into your body, dropping into your center, dropping into your belly, going into a meditative state and seeing what is speaking to you, what is calling to you, what comes up. 
This work needs to be done at your altar. This is sacred work. Excuse me. This is sacred work. Call in your ancestors. Call in your spirits to guide you and support you. Um, okay. Another way that we self-sabotage. Unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations. Businesses take time to build. And they take time to build and get to a place where you're like, oh, this feels not foreign to me. Anytime you're learning something new, we're going back to the baby trying to walk. Anytime you are learning something new, it's going to feel uncomfortable at the start. Your first launch isn't going to feel great. The first class you ever try to sell isn't going to feel great. The first pitch that you ever make isn't going to feel great. But the 30th, the 40th, the 50th is going to feel so good. And you're not going to get there if you don't start, if you don't start now. So, okay, I'll attach another one. There's going to be lots of podcasts attached to this video. FFTs, fucking first times. Brene Brown, listen to it. But add fucking first times, second times, third times, fourth times, fifth times. Because that's how many times it takes to learn new skills in the body in a way that feels good. So the unrealistic expectations part are when we expect it to go great. And then we beat ourselves up when we don't, when it doesn't. You don't need to beat yourself up. All you need to do is expect it to go bad and learn something. And anything else that comes in is just extra. And you've done the work. And that is reason to celebrate, throw a dance party. Celebrate, throw a dance party. You guys, if you are not having fun, you're making it hard on yourself. And you cannot equate making money to having fun because I guarantee you, y'all, there are so many people out here making so much money in their lives and they're not having any fun doing it. And that's how people get to this idea of like success, but why doesn't it feel good? It's like, well, you weren't chasing anything that felt good. You were chasing success and your definition of success was like achievement or money. So you got achievement and you got money, but you weren't in full understanding of what you were searching for, which was something that feels good. And in order to know what feels good to you, you have to feel into you and you have to honor it. That's the hardest part. Because for creatives, artists, and healers, honoring it feels like swimming upstream. Because we have a world that tells you, don't honor that. There's nothing there. Don't honor it. There's nothing there because they don't value it. They don't value it because creatives, artists, and healers are the greatest threat to the systems of oppression that exist. Of course they don't value it. Expect the devil to devil. Um, what's next? What's next? What's next? Self-focus over service focus. This is why we start with core values work. Because your work has to be based on what you care about deeply and the impact that you want to have on the world. It cannot be based on, I want an award, I want recognition, I want visibility, I want eyes. Those are not goals. 
those are self-focused and they're not going to make you money. Being service-focused will make you money. What's the impact that you want to have? You don't want to write a play because you want to be a playwright. You want to write a play because you want to have an impact. You want to touch people because when you saw a play, you were touched. So this is why we start with the core values. This is why we start with the why. Focusing on the thing we cannot change over the things that we can. This is really important for the African-American community, for the black diaspora, because we cannot go back in time and change the history of what was done to our ancestors as much as we wish we could. We do need to look at it and sit with it and process it. But if we ruminate there, we spend all of our energy ruminating as opposed to continuing to build the world that we want to see, where we can all feel liberated and seen and valued for our value, our contribution, a world that is not centered around whiteness, a world that is centered around rainbows. Sorry to sound all rainbow bright, but bring it on. I want all the nature that was taken by concrete back. I want all the flowers that were killed by asphalt back. And I want all of the creativity that was killed by capitalism back. And I am audacious enough to say that that's what the fuck we're going to create. Apologies if cursing is not your thing, but I'm a passionate person and it helps me express my passion. Um, okay, so those are the ways that we self-sabotage. So we want to focus on the things that we can change. We need to come together in community because it is an uphill climb, because the systems are designed to work against us. So it does get exhausting. It does get tiring. We need the Underground Railroad. We need underground systems. We need the hacks to jumpstart the algorithm. That's what we're doing in this space. We expect the devil to devil. We expect the devil to not play fair. And we come together and we harness our collective knowledge to wield it for good, to wield it for the world that we want to see. Where creativity is nourished as the only profession. It's the only profession. I don't care what what you do, the way you do it, the unique way that you do it, that's the expression of your creativity. It's a shame that we live in a world that doesn't value creatives to the degree that we contribute. But we have so much power. We made all of this up. And I firmly, truly, deeply believe that the world that we 
have dreamed of is already here. It's already here, it's growing, it's ushering, it's trickling in, it's creeping up through the earth. All we need to do is continue to nurture it and nourish it and get out of our own ways. Okay, that's it for today. I'm gonna go love on myself and have a slow, luscious, pleasureful evening. I'll see you guys next time I see you. Okay, guys, so here's the challenge. The next time you hear those unproductive voices in your head, recognize them for what they are. And if they are foreign invaders, get that Z pack and get them out. And if they're not foreign invaders, if they are unintegrated parts of you, fragmented parts of you, then that's when you got to pull up the compassion chair. You got to sit down and you got to say, hey, hi, I see you. I love you. I hear you. What do you need? Because we need a loving witness. Colonialism is a result of not having loving witness. Okay, if you want to go deeper in this work, get on my mailing list. I send rainbows and sparkles into your inbox. Not every day, but whenever they come through, it's always a surprise. If you want to dive deeper into this world, join us under the pink peppercorn tree. It's $11 a month, and it's where I keep all of the stories of my journey as a multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate entrepreneur, creative artist, and healer, in addition to all of my favorite resources of how I've learned this skills that I've learned to navigate business as an indigenous girl in a modern world. Join us through the end of the year in the content colonic challenge. We are pushing out all of the content that we've created that we have not shared. This is your body of work. This challenge is designed to get your body of work out of hiding and into the world. Search hashtag content colonic. If you want to see what cool stuff is coming out, this podcast is brought to you by the content colonic. It started as a seven day challenge. Now it's a 30 day challenge. Now it's a 60 day challenge. And I'm going to keep going until I find everything. So stay tuned. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. See you next time, friends.